Yes, it's a new year and a new season for the monthly Living Mirror Playback Theater shows in the WMNF Live Music Studio. This month, we're exploring the subject of homelessness and hunger. And on Friday, January 26th at 7 p.m., Living Mirror will feature improv enactments of stories from that community and activists working to improve lives. It'll be a compelling evening of community sharing and theater, and these shows are free. So please reserve your seat online at wmnf.org slash events. Good music. Uh, Good yeah, morning music. I get, listen, I get jazzed up, jacked up, jagged up a little. We have to start playing our yeah, air of guitars. Course, of know? course, of course. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> welcome to this, your Friday morning edition of... The Morning Show. No, no, no. Oh, it's oh. down and dirty. <laughs> with your host, Mario Nunez and... John Dingfelder. There you go. Hit your cue, buddy. A little hit bit your, out of it today. Hit your cue. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not out of it today. We've I got am. an exciting show for you, <laughs> and we hope that you're out there leaning in, listening in, because today we're going we're gonna to solicit for your phone calls, and right up at the top, I'm going to give you that number. I'll give it to you again and again and again, because today we are celebrating an anniversary here in Tampa and the Bay Area. Because it affected everybody in the surrounding counties. Was it the first time that you and I met? <laughs> no. Oh, Try again. Okay, Try okay. again. I, uh, I don't know. No, I don't but know. it I'm is clueless. But it is the first time I met something. And there's your segue. Ooh. It's the first time uh, that I can remember in my lifetime that it snowed here in Tampa. <laughs> right, 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 right. That morning, it started at about 1130 at night. I guess, and we're going to get somebody here who's our guest today, Mr. Andy Johnson, formerly of WTVT Big 13, back in the day. Licensed meteorologist. Forever. <laughs> and a Tampa boy, deep Tampa roots. Uh, he's going to tell us all about He's going to give us the facts, figures, <clears throat> everything you need to know about that snow day. And we're going to solicit for your comments and your memories. How many years has it been? <clears throat> 47. 47 years. And listen, man, I, I just oh, I think it's going to snow again. <clears throat> Maybe not this weekend. But you don't know. This whole El Nino thing, and maybe Andy can explain that to us. You know, it, it, what it does is it ushers in a, a wetter than normal uh, wintertime. And all I'm saying is if, if that tongue of cold air can dip down far enough in the jet stream and maybe just navigate a little bit to the east, because it usually, you know, goes all the way down the center part of the country. Hey, I'm not a meteorologist, but I know how to read a chart. So you were about to tell him the phone number, which is 813-239-9663. We're going to talk to Andy uh, a little bit about the, the snow. We're going to talk about WTVT. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, we all have a lot of WTVT stories. Uh, Big 13, as oh they called it. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and little... Andy was there for a hot minute now. This isn't something that Andy was just there for a couple uh, of weeks. Decades. And, and then he went on to, you know, network news, which he could have. There you go. The talent was there. But, you know, he was a homeboy, so he wanted to stay here in his, and serve his community, which he did admirably for many years. So 813-239-9663. We're not going to take your calls right this second. But later on, we want to hear uh, your stories if you were here in Tampa uh, 47 years ago and what your snow experience was or anything you want to talk about. And if you want to send us an email, we can, we can read your email on the air, dj at wmnf.org. And if you're sitting there having your cafe con leche right now and you want to just text us, 
You can do that, too, at 813-433-0885. How was your week, J.D.? Well, I was just going to say I forgot my eyeglasses, so I'm going to be... Oh, this no. might be a little hard on me on the, oh, no. the texts and emails, but uh, anyway, you, we'll give it a shot. You squinch and get real close. I, I had a, I, we've had a nice week. Uh, uh, Monday, of course, was uh, uh, celebrated Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Day, and, and it was a beautiful day, a little chilly, a little wet, but a lovely parade, I hear. And uh, or on both all sides of the bay, I think. And, Correct. St. Pete has a big function as well, a big parade yeah. as well. And um, let's see. Other than that, uh, just puttering around the house, doing the honey do list, et cetera. Shout out, shout out to the missus who's listening loyally. And maybe she'll call in as well. Maybe She's she got will. some stories of Andy Johnson, I'm sure. They work together. So, they work together. So the week, the week went by rather fast, as it always does, right? Absolutely. This is the most exciting part of our week to be here at 10, <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning on Fridays. We get to see Skip. We get to see DJ Spaceship, Irene. I mean, it's wonderful this morning. If you're wondering why is Mario talking so fast. Well, I stopped on the way in, and I got some coffee con leche from La Saguna, and I am and, and, ready to and Andy, go. And Andy brought some guava pastries. No, get out of town, guava. Oh Let's ring one for guava we pastries. Are we are but sugared we, up. We mixed in a cinnamon bun, too, just for good measure. Okay, okay, let's bring Andy on so we can start talking about it. <laughs> Andy Johnson, welcome to our little humble little show on Fridays. Well, thank you. I love all the energy here. Boy, <laughs> even beside the coffee lazy, you've got a lot of energy. Well, that's probably true. We got to, you know, we got to rev the the crowd up because after us is the skinny, and and we we want people to be engaged. You know, Mario, you are infectious. Thank I will you. I will say that to you as I'm I'm thank generally you. not a, you know, wired up person. I think most people say I'm, I tend to be a little more on the mellow side. I'll that, take that as a compliment. Is like, you didn't say you I was are, infected. You, you said I was infectious. infectious yeah. All right, let's let's hear it for infectious. You're an infectious personality. I love it. Well, thank you for that, JD. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, Andy. Yes. Welcome to our show. Let's let's at least you know give everybody your background so to determine your street credibility, right? Street cred, as street the kids cred. say. Tell us a little bit about where you started out your career, your educational background. Go. Well, I'm a native. I'm from Tampa. I was born You're a Tampano. Yes, I'm a Tampano. That's, I guess, the, the correct word we should be using thank today. You, Is that correct? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, I, my family was here for, for a long time, and so it, it, Tampa's very important to me. And I was interested in the weather since I was a kid. I mean, little kid. Sounds a little nerdy there. Isn't it? Well, it, it was. I, 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 I totally <laughs> take that. I mean, I totally accept that. Um, so... Did you I found, have like a science teacher or something that, that was uh, influential? No, I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell I, you. I, my, my theory is because you're about six foot five. Right. He was closer a, to the on, weather. Yeah, exactly. You well, were closer yeah. to the sky. Hence, <laughs> a lot of people come up to me like in the store. They say, hey, how's the weather up there? Oh, yeah, how's the weather up there? They, said, they think that uh, I've never heard that. Above. Golly. Before, I always try to laugh. But <laughs> so, you know, weather influences people very personally. And so when I was little, I, there was a Hurricane Donna when I was three. Oh, you remember that I, That was my first memory of anything in my life. And then we had other hurricanes in the 60s. We had Alma and Gladys. And uh, so I remember seeing the water coming over the seawalls near where I lived and realizing, you know, we had five Davis minutes Island to get out. Davis yes, Island Davis exactly. So um, it really had, I wanted to understand what's going on. And, you know, as a kid, it's, it can be traumatic, you know, leaving your house, not knowing if you're going to come back and have anything there when you when you come back. So I wanted to understand it and hopefully under, help other people understand that. So they wouldn't be afraid of the weather. They could be prepared. But they, you know, you give the if people information and then they can prepare. Did so you guys you, evacuate for Donna? Uh, we did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, the thing is, it ended up, this, the 
the water blew out of Tampa Bay, just like it did with this last hurricane, uh, Ian, where the, we had northerly winds. So fortunately, we didn't have the water come in, but then we had a Dahlia this year, and the water came back over. Yeah, I, I, we evacuated with Donna, too. We lived right about a block away from Plant High School, and we were fairly low. Right. And I, I was my earliest memory, too. I was right. four or five years old. And, and how freaky was it when the water did blow out of the yes, bay? Yes, that, that was weird, too. Oof. It was like... If you'd never you seen know, that before. the Red Sea or something. Exactly. So well, Ten how, Commandments how, many, how many bodies did they find in the bay, uh, well, that, especially back then? Hopefully just fish. <laughs> or, just, just some, or beads as we yeah, approach Gasparilla well, weekend. A lot, of, a lot of beads. Yeah. But so anyway, um, I wanted to understand. So uh, there was a meteorologist that lived close to me that worked at Channel 13, uh, Nelson Medina. I remember that name. I, I, I knew his uh, daughter. We, you know, we're school playmates. And um, so I said, you know, I want to go down to Channel 13. So he arranged me for me to go down there when I was seven years old. I met Roy Leap. I took a tour of the studio. Roy Leap gave me a package, a student package. And wow. I, I came home at seven years old and told my mom, I'm going to be a meteorologist. Wow. I'm going to work at Channel 13. And Roy Leap told me to go to Florida State University. Wow. I did all those things. I feel so fortunate. Come on, Andy. I, I'm telling you. Come on. Shout out to Roy Leap. So um, nice anyway, piece. so the thing was, you know, as a meteorologist, you want to experience stuff. So this, unfortunately, I was in Tallahassee studying meteorology at Florida State when, when this event happened. But I called my grandmother and she saved newspaper articles, and I was we've moved recently, but somehow I found these newspaper articles. It's amazing to read uh, the stories of what happened that day, and you know the weather. You're talking about El Nino. We're in an El Nino year this year. Now the thing was in '77 we had that cold air mass that that came in before the moisture came in. So we had you know the it was cold sitting here for a couple of days, here, right? And then it came in. So it's unusual for us to get uh, you know precipitation after a cold front comes through. But that was the thing that was so unusual. Now, we have that. Andy, we should give a shout-out to Howard Shapiro. Yes, we should. uh, Your former cohort over at at TVT, who's now in, what, Arizona? Maybe he's He's listening. He's in Phoenix. Maybe so. Hopefully. Can you get us on? Yeah, no, of course. Online. WMNF.org. But he forecasted the snow. He was working at Channel 3. That's so pretty From his motorcycle? Oh, no. That's pretty impressive. Howard. We know you're right. Think about how, how impressive that is, how you go out on a limb right. to forecast snow well, in Tampa, but, Florida. But he lived, he went to school in Oswego, New York. Right. Nice. Way up there. They, they a little get bit a lot of snow. Of snow yeah. Like sometimes 100 inches a year. <laughs> and so he said, you know, it wasn't something unusual. He saw the parameters. He, he always told me about the 540 line. Look at the 540 line. And that's, you know, this technical term, but it it means it's going to snow, basically. So um, he said the 540 line is going to, you know, he, he was telling other people that he looked at that. So um, he came out and forecasted, and he they he threw a, a snowball at the cameraman that morning and said, see, I told you. I, 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 I love, that. I I love right. that story. I just read it this morning that <laughs> they wheeled the camera. Yes. This is the old TVT right, studio. Right. Big bulky cameras. And they right. wheeled the camera out the back door and he and he had his broadcast from out there and threw a snowball. Yes. Yeah, that was beautiful. So, and you know, here in Tampa, just a little st- st- statistics. So we had two tenths of an inch of snow in Tampa, Ooh. which is the highest measurable snow ever. But Plant City, as you're talking about other people in our in our listening area, they had two inches of snow, wow. which is that's crazy. significant. That's significant. That is crazy. I'm sure it is. And of course, you know, enough what I heard about the, the enough to hurt the strawberries. strawberries. Well, much yes, but actually, actually, the ice can coat the strawberries. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we and know that. Can actually say because a lot of the strawberry farmers 
spray their crops for that with very water, reason. and it keeps it 32 at 32 degrees, but not below 32. You you know that you know that, and you know that too, agriculture you know that you, guy. You have an agricultural interest, which I didn't realize. <laughs> but you know, the thing was that uh, now we have had snow before in Tampa. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It was before I was born, way before, before you were we born. were you're, born. You're a lot younger. <laughs> okay, thank you for uh, that, Andy. But uh, he's it was lying. Back he's lying. And uh, <laughs> back in the 1800s, 1895 and 1835. Now, in 1835, wow. there were only, you know, there weren't that many people here. It was, yeah. it was a little uh, uh, town. It was uh, no, it was more it like was a fishing Brook. village. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And so. Um, we're not sure how accurate those reports are, but there were reports of snow. And uh, and you're reading from yellowed copies yes. of what? The, ta- the Tampa Describe Times? Describe that for or? our listeners. Okay, Is so that the Tribune? I, what do you got? I have in front of me the Tampa Tribune, Section B, dated January 20th, 1977, which was the day after the big and who snow. Wrote, and who wrote that article? Um, I've got to get did my you glasses say, Did you say Pizzo? <laughs> well, uh, Tony Pizzo uh, did write part of uh, an article in here. This was actually by Ed Dietz, but um, okay. uh, there was a reference to Tony Pizzo. He said that there have been hard freezes and over the years reported traces of snow, but only three times now it has been like this, Pizzo said. So they quote Pizzo. Tony Pizzo is, uh, of course, a famous person here in the Bay Area. Famous historian. Historian, sure. History. So, um, and he said, so great was the impact of the snowfall and hard freeze, Pizzo said, that the newspaper story carried words of encouragement for the residents. We should not be discouraged. Go to work again. (laughs) We know it takes courage to face disaster on top of disaster, but the people of this country have got that courage, Pizzo quoted from the story. Wow. So, I mean, it was a big deal. Yes, it was a <laughs> I don't huge know if it was quite deal. That dramatic. But uh, there were people, you know, uh, sadly, someone died. They, they, they got, they were, it was a good Samaritan. Tell us the story. Yeah, well, In they. 70, 77. 77. The, the, snow yes. day. Yeah. the day of the snow. And that's what I remember is somebody died in that storm. Yes. So yeah. he, he was on the uh, interstate through downtown Tampa, right above Florida Avenue. He got out to try to be a good Samaritan and he slipped on the ice and fell 30 feet. Uh, tragically. And, you know, there were 79 people that were hurt that day in, in different injuries. There were accidents. The Davis Island Bridge going to a tropical island lined with palm trees was closed due to snow and ice. Which would have closed the hospital from access yes. uh, dur- with those 79 casualties. Right. You know, so that's a little scary. It is. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. And then the Howard Franklin Bridge was closed. <laughs> Surprisingly, the Courtney Campbell and the Gandhi Bridge Skyway was closed. We had no idea because really and truthfully, we had no experience. So as a result, um, and and this I learned later when I lived in Texas for 15 years, it's the overpasses that become treacherous because you've got the cold air beneath it, the cold air above it, and any precipitation on it will freeze. And then once it freezes... You know, you always hear stories about black ice. Well, you don't notice it. And then, of course, we're driving here like maniacs, and we don't realize. And Nobody all of a sudden, how to drive. your car spins out of control, and then you don't know how to correct that. Right. So I can remember being outside that day, <clears throat> and it was a great story. I'm outside recreating uh, the frozen tundra of Lambeau <laughs> Field because we're out throwing the football because, of course, you do. What else are you going to do in that? Did you have that NFL music? Yeah, with John Facenda, of course, narrating the whole thing in my head. But I remember hearing, you know, as we're playing and yucking it up, and just cars, one single car spinning out of control and hitting the guardrail. And then, of course, we, you know, like, oh, my God, I hope somebody's not hurt. 
79 vehicles that day, 79 automobile accidents that morning within probably just a few hours. So, Andy, I was thinking this, this guy was a good Samaritan, okay, 47 years ago. We should approach the DOT and maybe have that little section of, of highway, that little section of overpass, put a sign up in his honor or something like that. What was his name? Do I we have a name on him? I think it's, uh, it's a name in the story there. Um, his name, he was a 29-year-old man. Young. His hmm. name was David John... Bibelhauser, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, B-I-B-E-L-H-A-U-S-E-R, David John. But he was Bi- at McDill. Maybe it's Bibelhauser. But he was at McDill. He was a, he was a yes, soldier. Yes, he was, he was a, a technical sergeant for the 56 Intermediate Maintenance Squadron at McDill Air Force Base. Wow. So, I mean, that's... That is uh, kind of neat. A great idea, Mario. You're simple. good at that stuff. Should we take this well, call? Well, not only am I good at that, but there's there's only one of us here in this panel, and it's not Skipper, the guy working our board this morning, who's here every week. Thanks, Skip. Who used to be a city council representative, who is a little closer to the, that think, process. I think "used to be" is the key word. There. Yeah, we're but gonna we're going to get you in there again, Johnny. Much to the chagrin of somebody that you know and love very well. Let's take our first caller. All right, we've got uh, we've got Jim in in Tampa. Let me see if I can bring him on. I think you need to use the. the the mouse? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah it's not you. a touch screen. All but right. that's okay. Smart Alec. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jim, are you there? I am here, Councilman <laughs> Extraordinaire John Dingfelder and shortstop Mario Nunez. Hey, Jimmy Hooper, we know you. <laughs> and my former co-worker, Andy Johnson. How are you, Andy? Hey, how are you? It's good to hear from you. Great hearing good. from you. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, I, was, uh, I was not in Tampa for the snow of 77. I was at Auburn University in my freshman year with our, Eagle. Our, our good friend John Thornton from North Carolina Pony League. And yes, sir. We had, we had four inches of snow on the ground wow. at our uh, fraternity house, and we called home and said, hey, it's snowing here in Auburn. We've got four inches of snow. They said, big deal. we got snow in Tampa. <laughs> in Tampa, they call it the blizzard of 77, I think. And drive down here. Of course, it would have melted by the time we made it down here. But uh, but I've seen all the stories and, and read all the reports and seen the pictures of this famous day uh, in 1977. Um, Andy, please tell the story of our former co-worker who's out in Arizona who actually predicted the snow on his weather cast on January 16th, if you would, please. Yeah, we were just talking yes. about Howard mm-hmm. yes. uh, a couple of minutes ago. The 540 uh, line. And yes. Jim. Jim, yeah, we told the Howard story. We gave him the shout-out. But, Jim, I got a question for you. When did you get to TVT? Yeah, you go. And tell us, what you're, tell us about Andy, uh, scrawny, scrawny young kid, scrawny tall young kid, what? Well, I was at, uh, I was at uh, TVT in uh, January of 1985. There you go. Uh, I came over to the news department as a tape editor from Channel 8. And uh, the great Ray Blush, the news director, hired me then, and then he promptly resigned to go work for Florida Power, and Jim West was promoted. But uh, we didn't, uh, the newsies and the weather guys uh, kept to ourselves a little bit, except for the talent on air, because, as you all remember, Roy Leak was our chief meteorologist in the time, and he had his, he had his own realm there in the weather office, but... Uh, but I do remember Andy uh, fondly on on many of the uh, the shows. In fact, I may have he may have been on a fill in on a weekend show that I may have produced at nights with uh, Lloyd and Chip uh, Carter and such uh, back in the day. But uh, but I remember I remember Andy as uh, 
and he was the, the, the brains of the weather department. Dude. Big head, big brain. You know how that goes. So so you also worked, uh, or, or at least are, are good friends with my wife, Lynn Marvin Dingfelder. Yes, yes. Everybody uh, back then knew her as Lynn Dingfelder Marvin, the, the founder of Marvin's Gardens. There you go. Right. Yeah, Lynn Marvin Dingfelder was a reporter when I was a, a tape editor there from uh, 85 or 84, 85. And then I took a, uh, a hiatus out to Los Angeles uh, at her uh, behest and another person's behest in the newsroom. And then I came back to, uh, to Big 13, 1987, I believe, and worked my way up to uh, producing the, the morning show. Back in 88, 89, you want to remember how long the morning show was of those days, guys? 29 minutes. Well, I we had what you had you had cut-ins in the CBS morning news from like seven twenty-five and eight twenty-five, and then you, you had the, the the morning show. What was it from from six to seven? Six thirty to seven when we started. Okay, six thirty. Yeah. I was okay. Producer was six thirty to seven. It was Kelly Ring, um, yeah. a stockbroker by the name of Randy Wilburn, and uh, Howard Shapiro was my on-air talent, and then Sharon Taylor was my tape editor, and a fellow by the name of Mark Rosenfeld, or no, it was my assignment editor, Sharon Taylor of uh, 970 WFLA fame later. And then Mark Rosie was my, my tape editor. And we put that show together. It was a 15-minute wheel. And uh, an early, Ernie leave. Six hours. Yeah, was Ernie still there? Ernie was doing his thing on tape. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, you, by that time. I'll tell you a funny story about... <clears throat> quickly, quickly. We got callers today, Jim. Oh, real, real, real quick. Um, he would do a story on tape, and we would play the, the tape on when Mark was editing the uh, the show, and one time the producer gave the tape operator the wrong tape, and there was a July show playing in the middle of Christmas, and we were kind of surprised <laughs> at, at that kind of a thing. Ernie, hey, Jim, Jim, we appreciate the call. We appreciate your friendship and your history of Tam- with Tampa, and and Andy's uh, sending his best. Have a great show, and I'm out running around. Thanks, who? Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much for calling, buddy. We appreciate you. That's the great Jim Hooper. So I, I didn't ask him, but he's listening still on the radio. Hoop, you must have been there at Auburn when Tim, when our friend Tim Hunt was there as well. I'm guessing you might have been. Do, should we go to another caller right quick? Up to you. Let's do that. All yeah, right. let's do let's that. See. Let's see. Next that. in line, we've got uh, Stanley from Tampa. Hold on. Um, Are uh, you there? Enjoy, uh, yeah, hi. This is Stanley from Tampa. I enjoy talking to you guys. And... Uh, Love Channel 13, uh, especially back when it was a CBS affiliate. Back in the day. Uh, right now. And yeah, I was uh, I was uh, in high school, Chamberlain High School, and uh, I remember geez. getting up uh, early that morning watching the snowfall. I, I lived out in the uh, Carrollwood area at the time. And, uh, of course, schools were canceled, but... Uh, my brother was giving me a ride to school, and at um, Armenia Boulevard, we spun. He spun the car around, <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't an overpass. It was just it had iced up on the on the curve. And my one of my cousins was a Hillsborough County Sheriff officer, and he said that he even spun his cruiser out on I four. So, uh, we didn't know how to handle that, Stanley. We no. were, that's, that was completely foreign to us, and, <laughs> exactly. and but it was sure a lot of fun if you didn't have to be driving in it. Yeah, yeah uh, and just a quick side note, my grandfather on my dad's side, he was alive in Tampa back in the 1895 snow. So, oh, really? that's such a he, great he story. He remembers the 1895 and what, snow? And what was your great-grandfather's name? 
It was Charles O'Neill. Here we Charles go. O'Neill. We're gonna get. Wow. We're gonna ring a bell for Charles it's O'Neill. Stanley, Stanley, thanks for calling. Thanks for calling and sharing your memory. Thank That's you. so good. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the show. You bet. That was the, listen. I know that people are remember yes, that the, the, yes. the con, you know, the it had a profound effect on us. Not not uh, least of all right, which. So, because- here, so here's my story. I was up in Gainesville matriculating or whatever I was doing in Gainesville at the time. Not a matriculation going on in Gainesville, <laughs> apparently. Uh, 1977. Let's see. I was a junior, and uh, and and we got a we got a little less snow, I think, than Tampa. We we had sort of a dusting, yeah. up there, and I think you said the same thing in Tallahassee, right? Which Andrew? was almost like lake effect snow in Tampa. Oh, the yeah, we had the so big flakes, we're, right? We're, you were further away from the water up in Gainesville, and I was in Tallahassee, and that's why we didn't get as much snow. It was the moisture from the Gulf. Beautiful, but you know, crazy. I've I've lived Beautiful. in Tally, and I did you know, many years in Gainesville. Oh my God, it's cold up there. I mean, people say people in Tampa and are going to people in Tampa, especially Northerners, blows. especially Northerners, are going to say no. But it is cold. Yeah. You get up for a, an eight o'clock class, <laughs> you know, and walk out your door, and and I lived right Burr. there by the by Shan's Hospital, which was for some reason extra cold. I don't know, it was windy, but uh, my goodness, that was that was cold. But yeah, I remember I remember a little dusting, and then I remember hearing that Tampa got got snow, and I called my dad. And uh, yeah, he was all excited because he was here in Tampa. Si, Si knew how to handle that. You know, he was he was an Eagle Scout. Yep. He knew how to burrow in and do whatever needed to be done. Listen, we've got callers, and it's great. And we want to encourage you to call if you if you're close by your phone. And we know you have it right there. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Give us a call, Andy. On the on the other side, on the back side of this next caller, explain to us the meteorological phenomenon that needs to take place now. With all of the radiational heating that we have, with the buildings, with the concrete that's been poured since then, with the people that are inhaling and exhaling in the by the billions that live here now, what's it going to take for us to see snow again? Let's We're take the next go- caller. So we got uh, Dennis, <clears throat> who must be listening to us on the computer. Uh, Where's in, Dennis? He's in Louisiana. Louisiana, where the alligators grow so mean. Dennis, are you still there? Poke salad, Annie. I'm here. Hey, right. Dennis. He's a native of Tampa. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah, I I was born and raised there, born in the old St. Joseph's, grew up uh, just across the ship channel from Davis Island. Well, you got two old St. Joe's here and a Tampa General, so you're in good company. (laughs) And uh, I was a newly married man, uh, just graduated from college, and uh, we were living in apartments uh, uh, north of 60 in Brandon. Wow. And... My brother worked at the produce market, so he was up real early. He called me about 3 a.m., and he says, is it snowing at your house? And I looked out, and I said, no, a little, little frosty out there. Surprising. So an hour later, he called me back, and he says, is it snowing now? And I said, what do you mean? I looked out, and it was snowing heavy. Yeah, you and, got that uh, Plant City snow yeah. half, halfway yeah. out there in Brandon, yeah. And so the wife and I got all dressed up, and we went out. There was a church behind us, and behind the church was a big cemetery. And the nice snow on the big empty lot behind the church. And all of a sudden, you know, more and more people started coming out the apartments. So we ended up with most of the apartment dwellers out in the middle of the cemetery having a snowball fight. Beautiful. Beautiful. To the top of the tombstones real well. You could grab it up, make a ball, and throw it quick. Uh, Dennis, listen, how, how's the reception up there in Louisiana? I know we got a tall antenna, but I don't know that it gets all the way up there. How are you listening to us? Uh, I'm listening on the computer. There you go. WMNF.org. You, WMNF.org. Dennis, thank you so much for sharing your memory. We really appreciate you listening and calling in today. 
Well, I appreciate it. I love your show. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. So I'm just going to say it. It has a visceral effect. I mean, people, they, when they think about these days, it's an indelible mark. It's almost like uh, it's the opposite side of the spectrum. You knew where you were when JFK was assassinated on the sad side of the spectrum, but on the happy and frivolous and fun side, it's the day that it snowed in Tampa. And everybody's got, if you were here, you have a memory. All right, Andy, Andy, we have another Andy who's been waiting patiently eight minutes. So let's take him and then we'll jump back to our Andy. Andy in Tampa, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? It's Andy Hughes. That sure is, Andy, Andy, Andy. Talk about historians. This is Andy Squared today. Go ahead, Andy, what you got? Well, you know what? I wasn't here in Tampa uh, at that time. I was a kid in Chicago. But um, the the weather, of course, in 77, 78 was, you know, record winters across the country. And I think it had a profound effect on Tampa Bay area because, like, my parents, I don't think they ever thought of relocating until 1977. And at that point, we flew down, I think in 77, 78, we visited relatives who were living in St. Petersburg, and it was like paradise. I mean, we were swimming in the swimming pool, um, you know, and my parents were just, you know, it, enchanted immediately. And we moved down here in 1979 uh, to Clearwater. So I think the, you know, the... Uh, effects of the of it on the Tampa Bay area is huge. I know we got a big bump, you know, of people coming in because of that. Interesting. And if you know, if you want to see what it was like, um, you know, and and how Florida got its hooks in people, um, there's a YouTube ad um, that you can see. It's called um, "When You've Got It Bad, We've Got It Good," and it's uh, you know, it's a kind of you know, move or visit Florida type of thing, and um, it's awesome because it shows just how disastrous it was up north. Um, you know, and how beautiful everything appeared in Florida, even though, you know, we had our slippery days down here, too. You know, Andy, anyway. you just you just reminded me, Andy, that in seven in the winter of 77, my mother was up in New Jersey and on, and they had gone away for a few weeks, I think, to Arizona. And uh, and when they came back, they found that their pipes had all frozen and the house was so flooded that there was eight feet of water in the basement and and they and the fire department was there pumping out the water. I wasn't there to help because I was in Gainesville. But uh, but from that point on, my mother sold the house, and uh, and they moved to Arizona. They didn't move to Florida right away. They moved to Arizona. They moved to Florida twenty years after that. But uh, but anyway, you're absolutely right. I bet there was a big attrition from the north. Oh, definitely. And that ad, I think, really brings it home. It's it's a lot of fun because I I just remember as a kid being up there, and it was just. Yeah, it was. We were buried in snow. Yeah. Andy, my brother, thank you so much for your call today. You know, I don't have to tell everybody uh, about you because you know what I will anyway. Andy is an author and a historian. Yeah, and look him up. It's Hughes H U S E. Uh, he's a US, no, he, USF special collections, special collections, and and just an all around great guy. So listen, thank you for listening. I'm so grateful. No, thank I was, you. Enjoying the show, guys. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for calling. So right, so you. let's go back to our Andy here in the studio. And Andy, tell tell us again, or tell me as I pose the question to you, what's it going to take going forward with all the, the, the well the climatic changes globally, but also our own area, which is now seeing. Unprecedented growth and and I don't and care for it too storms, much. Strange storms. Yes. Well, you know, just aside from those other issues, it's a rare event Correct. at our latitude. Just looking at this 
uh, these dates. We had the caller, that uh, the lady that called in that was talking about the 1895 snow and then the 1835. By the way, the city council meeting in 1895 was canceled uh, due to the <laughs> due snow, to snow that day. How about that? Wednesday. Couldn't get there. Just a little, yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, so there's for lack of a better word, a macro or large-scale weather events and then more micro. So mm-hmm. you're talking about the micro, the the the, the uh, warming due to all the concrete and then increase in population. But for, as far as the snow in general, it's caused by larger-scale weather patterns. So you've got to have a few things going on, and it just doesn't happen that often. Right. The confluence of those things is not that, it's very yes. rare. And so you've got to have Arctic air. Yes. And then you've got then after the Arctic, most of the time, you know, when you're here, when you, we get a really bad cold spell, it's it's clear outside. Or, yes. And, it's Florida but, State fair weather. Yes. But then it's very rare. You have to get something in the upper atmosphere to come across the Gulf of Mexico and pick that moisture up. Mm-hmm. Usually the jet stream is further north. Mm-hmm. But El Nino, the jet stream splits into two sections. So you have a northern section, a northern branch, and a southern branch. So usually that's the other ingredient You've got to have the cold Arctic air already in place. Then you've got to have the El Nino in place, plus this other. God, I wish uh, we need to call Howard Shapiro and, yes. and, and, and you guys can you guys can nerd out together <laughs> on this. Yeah. Beautiful, but, no. Andy. Andy, I, um, I do have a question sure. relevant to this weekend. We're going to have some cold weather coming in this weekend. The whole state of Florida. Are we going to get snow anywhere in the state of Florida this weekend? Well, you can be here. Flurries in the panhandle. Not in Tampa. Flurries in, in the panhandle. I'm going to say flurries in the panhandle. Maybe there's a slight chance of the panhandle. Pensacola. There's, the models are wavering on that. A little vacillation. A slight, yes. And, you know, you're talking about the different, uh, what's going to different universities. Remember in 1977, there was a, a certain activity that was going on um, called streaking. streaking. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. At USF, while we were, you know, at other college towns, we, they were streaking at USF. In Come the, on in now. The, in the snow? <laughs> yes. They were yes, streaking yes. in the snow. This, US, I, I read this article, US, USF streakers greet the snow. So, yeah. I got to say it. Listen, if you're just joining us right now, you're listening to WMNF Radio, 88.5 right here in the Tampa Bay area. And we are talking to Andy Johnson. We're commemorating and, and remembering with fond remembrance uh, the day that it snowed in Tampa. And Andy, just for the record, as a matter of uh, housekeeping here, you have now uh, brought us more phone callers than we have ever had on this show. And we have had some shows recently with a lot of callers, but this is one that has struck uh, a good nerve as it, as it is. And we'd like to honor all of our callers today. We don't want to miss anybody. And I'm sure we've got some emails too, but Big John doesn't have his glasses today. So he's struggling to see the emails. But we, we maybe we'll just go to another caller because we, listen, they're stacked. They're stacked and racked oh right now. God. I feel like an air traffic controller. We're stacking and racking. Let's go. We got to get them in. So <laughs> all right. So I've got. I do have. Um, go start with the longest. The one that's been waiting. Wait, the I've longest. got. I've got Larry. Larry, uh, Miami Beach, perhaps. What? He says, he says, love the snow. Love Latin jazz. Love WMNF. All of you, Miami Beach, uh, Chicago. That day in '77 was so much. Frio. 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 Hace mucho frío. 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 <laughs> Bastante my, frío. Snowflakes at my swimming pool, the Surfcomer Hotel. Anyway, we appreciate the, the email. Email from, from Larry from in Miami. Larry. And let me take the caller who's been waiting the longest, Donna from Bradenton. Bradenton's in the house. Hold on. Donna, are you there? Thanks for waiting. Hey, I am here. How are you guys? We're good. good. We're, we're good. Where, where were you in 77, Donna? Well, I was on the southeast coast. I was in between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, 
Yeah. And uh, we didn't get anything near what you guys got here now. But I remember I was going out on a job interview. It was like 8 in the morning. And we got a dusting. Nice. That's all it was. But it was, I, I remember going to this great big giant, I don't know, six, seven-story building for this job interview. And every single person in the whole building, all floors, just left their position, walked outside. <laughs> to, 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 to be see, in the to snow. see to see the snow. Now, were you wearing a like a fur coat or something to to address this? <laughs> Maybe uh, flip cold, flops. This cold weather. <laughs> no fur <laughs> coat. Um, I was dressed warm, you know, because it had been cold. Uh, but no flip flops either. But yeah, we're all just standing out there with our arms out and you know, and catching snowflakes in your mouth, like you know, like you do, like nice. you do, as one does. Nice memories, Donna. We appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you guys, too. Keep listening. We're here every Friday from 10 to 11. Thank you, Donna. Donna was, you know, talking about that even though they didn't get as much, but they got snow. That's the that's the story that Miami Beach got snow Miami for the first Beach. time ever. As far as we know, that's the only time they've ever had it. The farthest south any place in the United States has ever gotten snow. Not Key West, though. Right? They didn't get any Key West. They got down to 40 degrees. Which yeah. is amazing unto itself. Yeah, let's go to another caller. Right. This is fabulous. Kurt from St. Petersburg, you are with us. Hey, good morning. Good morning, hey, Kurt. Kurt, what's up? Hey, gentlemen, I got two things to say. Uh-oh. The first, we're roofing contractors, and back when Howard Shapiro was on the air, our running joke was, what did Howard say this morning? There you go. So whatever he said, it was the opposite. Oh, <laughs> that's painful, Kurt. <laughs> now I hope Howard's not oh, listening. Oh, man. Howard, I hope you're getting a cup of coffee right about now. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing about the snow, I was at a nightclub called the Inferno on 49th Street in St. Pete. Okay. And when we were outside burning some incense and it started the snow. Well, I knew the DJ, and I went inside, and I say, Curly, it's snowing outside. He pulled the record off. He announced it was snowing, and the entire club emptied. Oh, wow. And there was, I don't know, 200 people outside. Snowball snowball fights and everything, huh? Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> it was such, you know, I mean, that's it's it's almost as, it's War of the Worlds type stuff. You know, when the when, when the spaceships start coming down, you know, the... And, and, you know, you, you, you got to go outside. You got to look. You got to see it because it's just you don't see that every day. Andy, would would, would St. Peter logically have gotten less than Tampa? The water? Well, you'd think so. But actually, in Lake this effect situation, again. it was kind of Lake Closer to the water, snow, yeah. You know, so it, uh-huh. it's Buffalo, got, New York for the moment. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you know, we, we got less in Gainesville and Tallahassee. But we were away, away from the water. But no moisture. The water, yeah. So, Kurt, I want to at some point I want to hear more about that incense. But in the meantime, yeah, thank we, you, Kurt. We thank appreciate you. the call, buddy. Uh, one more thing. John, didn't you play music in the 80s? I, or am I, I getting you confused? Um, uh, no, I did not. But I love oh, okay. to I love to sing, and anytime you need me to come sing, I'll be glad to be there. And and, and John, for the record, is excellent playing the radio. I'm just saying that's what he plays the radio. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Kurt. Thank Thanks, you so Kurt. much. Right. We appreciate Thanks, you listening. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you. Thanks okay. for listening in St. Pete. So I think that and is it is it suffice is it fair to say and suffice to say that that's when we first heard the expression "Don't eat the yellow snow." <laughs> Where here in Tampa? Well, when it's snowed no. here in Tampa, you know. <laughs> I think that had been around. Okay, for a all right, time. all right. Some, that was somebody's song, uh, "Grateful yes. Dead." Or but something. they actually played on the radio a lot of songs, huh? you know, snow related, the, snow yeah, related. Snow related I, I'm, on the I'm, radio. I, it was such such an eventful day for all 
A myriad of reasons, right? And, and people had never, like you said, had never seen it. My grandmother was born in 1900. I always could keep up with her birthday because whatever the nice. year was, that was her birthday. You're right? aware. Now, was, so she the, was she the Nunez? You said yeah, you had yes, the Nunez. Yes, yes. yes. Well, so isn't that her, so, her husband was. Isn't that so cool that you and Mario are, are probably related? Somehow. Well, but somehow. Yours, yours, was yours, was yours well, Nunez Portuguese? Uh, yes, yes, well, from the Portuguese. originally from Spain, believe it or not, the 1600s. They moved to okay. Lisbon in 1700s. All right, if you guys. Long time ago. You guys do the DNA. Test. Right. I know you're going to find one percent there. They but dropped the Z and added an S, and then they moved yes. to Colombia to, to not Colombia, oh. Savannah. They came in through the port of Savannah. Yes, We've yes. talked about this, oh, Andy, yes, yes. because there's a, there's a, a Nunez, Georgia. Yes, right. There's and a Nunez, Georgia. Yeah. Correct. After a, after a doctor yeah. who came in Samuel and was Davis. and was solicited to come to this mill town because they had uh, probably it was a malaria. Epidemic, there you go. There he, you go. I, I love the fact that up by Tallahassee, there's a uh, hay vanner. Uh, Havana, yes. Flo- Havana, uh, Havana right. Florida. But right. they call it Havana, I think, right. or something like that. But the thing about my grandmother, what, what I want to say was, this was the first time in her life, you know, <sighs> she had seen, and so there's a lot of other people, the same experience, you know, that they had never... Can I tell you my story real quick, and then we'll go to that phone caller, because you mentioned you evoked your abuela. I'm going to evoke mine now. So that morning at about... A, it started snowing at about 1130 that night. Snowed all night, those big flakes. So that's why it stuck in the morning. About 6 a.m., my mother wakes me up. Uh, out of a, a sound sleep, Mario, it's snowing. I jumped out of bed. I went to the back door. I looked out. The back porch light is on. You can see the snow coming down, man. And it's like, oh. And you'd never seen snow? Never. Wow. So it was like, oh, you know, only on TV. Wow. Oh, and I, so I, ju- I had my flannel pajamas on, as one does when it's winter. And you live in a house with, like, windows that are drafted. So you were in, like, ninth or 10th grade. No, no, no. I'm, I'm already graduated high school. This is the, the winter after I graduated in 76. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the winter right after I graduated. So I go back to my bedroom. I put on my chuck. Taylors, for those of you that know. Right low, low whites? My converse, my low, converse. Low whites? There were low whites. Okay. So I put on my low whites, and I, I just bolt out the back door. And I run like uh, like Tom Cruise in any one of the MI4s, uh, you know, Mission Impossible, where he runs for like, you know what I mean. I don't even know. He's like my age, and he's like running. I don't know. He's going to hurt himself one of these movies. And I run to my grandmother's house, my abuela's house, which is two and a half blocks away. I bang on her door. It is night. Time, boys and girls, 6 a.m., bang on her door. She comes to the back porch, her front door. She turns on the porch light. Abuela, abuela. She cussing you out? No, no, no. She's like, que pasa, mijo, que pasa? What's going on? I said, abuela, look, it's snowing. And she goes, ay, mijo, I know. Now, bear in mind, my grandmother lived in New York for, you know, 20 years, and so she's seen plenty of snow. <laughs> but then after the after the after after that excitement wore off, and I gave her a hug, and I said, we looked at the snow together, I realized, Oh my God! I am in my flannel pajamas. I'm at my grandmother's. I got no jacket. I got no nothing. Now I got to go back home and hope that nobody sees me in the neighborhood now, going to work. Did your did the pajamas have like little dinosaurs on them or no, whatever? I think they may have. I'm not going to lie to you. What they didn't have was the footsies in them. It wasn't footsie, no footsie pajamas. They but they were straight up flat gangster flannel pajamas. Mario, we've got John and Sarasota has been waiting very patiently, but I'm thanks glad. for indulging me that story, I'm John. Glad, I'm glad you shared that story. Do you have those pajamas yeah. still? Um, John and Sarasota, you're with us. Yeah, I got two things I need to say. First off, uh, growing up, we only watched 13. There it is. And the first thing was he called Howard Walrus because that mustache. Walrus? Yeah, he yeah. had that big old hairy thing. Was, was that left over from the Beatles? I am a walrus. Cuckoo, yeah. yeah. could you? And, and, and the other thing was I did air conditioning refrigeration work 
And I got out of the Lido and got out of my work truck because we'd been out most of the night because of the cold weather. And I made a snowball, about a half dozen of them, out on Lido Beach. There you go. Wow. I mean, I mean, I, I saw them with anybody that walked by. And now, I was born in northern Utah, so I know what Oh, you know what snow is. Now, yes, as sir. I, as I recall, Lido Beach uh, had a, a nude beach section back then. <laughs> You didn't see any nude nude bathers out there during the snowstorm, did you, John? No, they had nude at, at both ends. In other words, the south end and, and the north one. But, nah, I, I didn't see any. And as far as that, I was raised here in Florida. We came to Florida when I was six, and I'm 71 years old. So you know where home is to me, Florida. I mean, Absolutely. I grew up. Uh, Andy Johnson was the news guy, was one of the weather guys you watch, period. There you of course, go. of course. And a disciple of the he great Roy Leap. He gets a bell for yes, that. Yes, he does. And a disciple yeah, of the yeah, great yeah. Roy Leap, which to us was, you know, he was the gold standard. When Roy would take out his pointer, you know he meant business. And then the other thing that he did was he used his hand and he articulated his hand. And those of us that watched him all the time, we would we would mimic his motions on the board, you know. And back in those days, and Andy can talk to this, I hope he will, um, because I, I also, my son science teacher at junior high school at Coleman junior high school was one Doug Cargill. So he can talk about Doug because Doug was a colleague of his as well, taught science over there. Uh, the, he used to bring the maps, which in those days were hand drawn. The fellas had to draw the occluded front, the cold front, the warm front. I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but they used to, and then he would bring them to class and it was like, wow, that's pretty cool. All right. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, and, and I thought about the other weather guy that used to be at 13 that went to the same high school I did, but I can't think what his name was. Down in Sarasota, yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, he, Andy. He Andy's got his thinking cap on on that one. But uh, hey, John, we appreciate the call. We appreciate you listening. I've got to tell my WTVT story because we've only got a few minutes left. And uh, thank you, John, for the call. Sarasota's in the house. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So people have been begging me for the story. Dale, dale, you know, give it. Begging, you know. Give so, it to us. So, and I, Andy, I don't know if you've heard this one. Um, your cohort, the other Andy, who? The other Andy at Hardy. TVT, Andy Hardy. Hey. Co competition with the name Andy, right? Um, <laughs> he was there before I was. Yeah, was. So, so back in the 60s, like I said, we lived over there on Barcelona, right next to Plant High School, and our neighbors were the Hardy family, which was Andy Hardy's older brother, Tom, and his family, and we were the kids, Tom's kids. We were all kids together and this and that, running around the neighborhood. Anyway, um, Tom told my dad, Simon, uh, that his younger brother, Andy, was graduating from college up in Pennsylvania and uh, was looking for, he loved sports and was looking for a job as a sportscaster. Just happened to tell him that over barbecue or whatever. Uh, my dad was kind of a downtown guy and he was in Rotary Club with some of the WTVT executives because uh, they, they always, WTVT always had a representative at the downtown Rotary Club. And one of them said, you know what, let's get him an interview with Salty Saul. And so there you go. My dad uh, in, in indirectly brought Andy Hardy to Tampa, Florida. Nice. And Andy, and Andy had a what a 30, 25, 30 year run. Uh, as yeah, he was there for a long until long he time. I think until he got sick yeah, really. Got sick, and, and we loved him. And Andy was you know him and Manuel Biro is what gave us salute and happy days. Yeah, to yes. which we you know this person in particular me uh, and have revised that that phrasing and that saying because you know if you want to if you want to 
figure out if somebody's really from Tampa. And if they're really a Tampeño, you want to check their card and punch that ticket. There's a couple of ways you can do it. You can ask them where Huddle's Corner was, and you can tell them, yeah, it was on North Boulevard. And 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 if they don't say Buffalo Avenue, you know right away they ain't from Tampa. And the other thing you can do is you can you can mention Salud, and and if they say Happy Days, you go, oh man, Valencia well, this Gardens. Is your, this is of your course. test. These right, are my right. these are our tests, this and there is, are several others, but so those two come to mind. I, I have to tell. My wife, Lynn Marvin, Dingfelder's funny story about Andy Hardy, and maybe you'll appreciate this, Andy Johnson, but uh, so so Andy Hardy apparently did a little bit of gambling in his days, and since he was associated with sports, it was... High lie, yeah. the dogs, and, the ponies. And so Lynn tells the story basically that, that, that on occasion there were these seedy characters who would come in the back door... And, and like in trench coats or something or other, and they'd be hanging around Andy's office. And and I think the news director after a while was like, who are those guys? <laughs> Turned out they were bookies. They're making book. They were bookies, so they were, ha- they were hanging out with, with Andy Hardy. But we loved Andy Hardy. He was a great guy and a, a real icon in our community. So can I mention another person that was with WTVT? I know it's snow day today, but since we're off that track on WTVT, another gentleman who had an impact on my life from, say, 9 years old to 12 years old because he was my Little League manager and such a great guy. I believe he's passed now, so, you know, but he wrote me a letter so many, many years after uh, I was, you know, in his charge as a little leaguer, uh, Bob Fowler, Robert Fowler. He was in the sales department at WTVT, big fella, and his bro- and his sons, Doug and Randy, I played on the same team with them at Tampa Bay Little League, but he made it possible for us, the baseball team, to go into WTVT studios and watch a replay of the 1971 All-Star Game, because back then it was on 16-millimeter film, and in the big conference room, it was the coolest thing ever, and Andy Hardy came walking by and it was like i was looking for shock armstrong around the corner because i knew he was there somewhere <laughs> could you and you guys indulge me we've got a wet call from west virginia get out of town yeah, west I'm virginia's in west the, virginia come on oh oh shoot call back call west back virginia I, I dropped you by accident west call virginia back, please call back in west please virginia. call back because somebody hit the wrong button we won't yeah. name names or point yeah. fingers but he's sitting to my right I'm, and his I'm initials are jd of, i'm gonna be in a lot of trouble so call right, back but, west but virginia do it real quick because we only got three or four minutes left we got about five but andy tell us tell us going forward what's 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 what have you been up to what are you doing now are you because we know i know the story but but you you still have a little do you do some consulting uh, on the on the meteorology side Right. So for many years, I forecasted the weather. Um, and now what I do is I look back in time and do what's called forensic meteorological That's consulting. a thing? That's, That's a, a thing? thing? Very few people wow. do. It's kind of like a CSI thing. But Come I, on. I, I, I sounds, this bell is getting a workout sounds like, today. Sounds like testimony in court sometimes. Yes, sometimes. And, uh, you know, preparing, you know, combining the, the two fields of meteorology and uh, the legal aspects. Of well, it. the interesting thing is, is in the article, it says Howard... <clears throat> Uh, that his testimony, I think, was related to the Sunshine Skyway crash. Disaster. Uh, yes. So that was some friends. I think I got, I've got Sadie in West Virginia. Sadie, you're on the air. Hey, hi. Hi. Good morning. How's West Virginia today? Do we know Sadie? Um, yes, I am John's daughter. Uh, <laughs> hi, sweetheart. This is a plan, oh, Johnny. You, you for, told her to call. Thank you for calling, sweetheart. Of course. Is it, is it perhaps cold and snowing in West Virginia? Yes. Yeah, so I'm looking at several inches of snow accumulation on my porch. But the quick story I wanted to tell you guys was that I grew up, as you know, I, as one of you knows, I grew up in Florida. And I had seen snow, but I... Be, before we moved to New Jersey, but I'd never seen it 
like, or no, we lived in New Jersey, and I'd only really seen snow, like, crusted on the ground. Like, I didn't have a memory of snow falling from the sky. And so when I went to Massachusetts to college, I believed that snowflakes were, like, pretty big, like the size of a quarter, at least, or maybe a coaster. <laughs> That's so because, funny. And you quickly found out they fit on your tongue. Yeah, well, I the first time I saw snow come down from the sky, like, in quantity, I was just like, oh, I guess they break up on the way down. Hey, Sadie, um, you were out in West, western Massachusetts. You, they get a lot of snow out there. And I'm going to out you, Snady. Snady. I'm going to out you, Sadie, because uh, snow and Sadie, uh, because uh, at your woman's college, I know that you and your little girlfriends used to go out there and play in the snow naked. Oh, my. Okay. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a great way. Sadie, tell me, tell the truth now. Did it happen? Nobody's listening, yeah, Sadie. But, like, but we did. I wouldn't say we played in the show. It was more like we just ran out. There's a streaker. There's a streaker. Yeah, yeah. She's revisiting the streaker well, she, phenomenon. She got it. She, 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 you know, apple, apple in the tree. Uh, Dad used to streak in Gainesville, and my daughter streaked in the snow in, in Western Mass at Smith College. <laughs> Acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. Thank you, Sadie, for calling so much. We got about two minutes to go. Sadie, we love you. Bye. Love you, Bye. Thank you, Sadie. So, Andy, thank you so much with about two and a half minutes to go in the show for being here with us today. We are going to ask you to probably come back. Yeah, I, I want to talk about global warming. Well, and, and we didn't get a chance to do that. that but stuff but the next time will be about, uh, maybe at the beginning of hurricane season, right? That would be great. June 1st. Because then we can that. talk so, to people about the importance you know, of preparation. Roy Lee passed away on the first day of hurricane season. Wow. Oh, man. So, oh. so, so ironic that... Uh, I never got I a chance to have him on the Tampa Native show, and I, I'm, he did call in one time, which was an honor to have him on the phone with us. You well, know? everybody wants to hear about Scud, too. He know? was at John Knox Village for a hot minute, yeah. and he stayed, you know, that's where he, uh, he, he, you know, it was just great. You grew up in Tampa, you knew Big 13, and you knew Roy Leap, and you knew Andy Hardy, and, and probably Hugh Smith and Ray Dansler. Those were the names that you lived with. All the time, and, and I'd we're be just glad to be here for for the first day of hurricane season. Thank you, thank you. So, so let me just say for the for the record, thank you to all of our callers today. We set a world record. Yeah, I wish we had the applause. Uh, uh, I know we have the uh, the bells worn out. The bell, the clapper on the bell. By, by, by the way, we have an email. We have an email confirmation that Frank Zappa. Was the one who, who said, uh, don't, don't, don't eat the, eat the yellow, yellow snow. snow. All right, and whoever that's sending that email. helped us with that as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So we're just about out. Is that, is that am, I, am I correct if I'm reading this correct? Okay, we've got about a minute and 15 seconds to go. So, so I'll just say we're going to be here next week. We're here every Friday from 10 to 11 o'clock down and dirty with Mario Nunez. And John Dingfelder. Hey, you know what? Um, I, I got a big thrill a couple of times. Lynn and I have gone to those WTVT reunions. Um, and they're, they're not open to the public. It's just for, quote, old timers. Sorry, Andy. Uh, for old timers to get together and, and chat about old times. And th those are a lot of fun. Those are definitely Well, we are definitely uh, just honored to have you with us, partner. Primo. I can call you Primo because you're a Nunez. Somewhere in there, we're related. We know that. Hey, stay tuned now for The Skinny coming up with Ray Roa, Ben Montgomery, and Mitch Perry. Uh, this has been Down and Dirty. Thank you to Skip for doing the board today. Thank you to Irene. Check Thank the you. skies today, uh, today. See if it's going to snow. Have a safe and happy Gasparilla, everybody. Thanks for listening. This 
is Dolly Parton, and you're listening to 88.5 FM WNBC.